Welcome to Fick Focus, where Bloomberg Intelligence fixed income, credit currency, and commodity strategists and analysts discuss their short and long-term views on debt markets and issuers. Now, here's the Bloomberg Intelligence Fick Research Team. Welcome to FX Moments, which is part of our Fick Focus podcast series. My name is Audrey Child Freeman. I am the Chief G10 FX Strategist at Bloomberg Intelligence. Today, I am joined by Stephen Chu, who is our Chief Asia FX and Rate Strategist at Bloomberg Intelligence. Today, we, talked, we talk about the US dollar and how the recent price action on the dollar shape our outlook for 2024. But I also want to spend some time revisiting our Asia FX views and our China views um, into 2024 with, with Stephen. So starting on the recent price action on the US dollar, I would say that you know we had quite a big sell-off in the dollar in November. The narrative and the trigger to this weaker dollar view uh, was very much in line with what we were uh, expecting to happen uh, at some point uh, early next year. But the weaker growth and disinflationary context that we've seen uh, in, in November, and that came on importantly with a risk-on market environment, has been really the catalyst to this weaker dollar narrative uh, that we'd expected to unfold uh, in the course of, of next year. So I suspect how sustain sustainable and how much more of a dollar sell-off we see from here uh, will be a function of various factors. And I think that one factor that's particularly relevant again is the overall risk context. And I say that again, you know, relevant again because risk appetite and the correlation, the multi-asset class correlation between equities and effects hadn't been that comp compelling this year and, and up until November. But it seems that it has come back as a key driver. So here we feel that you know, if you believe into uh, a much weaker dollar into next year, you, you need to believe that, you know, the risk on market context that we've seen in the past few weeks can be sustained. And that's a very re relevant and important working assumption. And I think that there are various scenarios that could unfold and that, that could kind of question this weaker dollar story. Uh, even though overall the, the view remains and the narrative remains valid, I think, for 2024. But it's not going to be a one-way view and a one-way trade. As we all know, we've seen something similar this year. Uh, and I think we need to be very pragmatic and very alert um, as, as we think about 2024. So I think for me, um, what could kind of bring some setback to this dollar weakness story uh, are drivers that could lead to more of a risk-off market context that could um, actually trigger a, a bounce uh, in the dollar. And here I'm thinking about a potential sharper uh, downturn, downturn in the US uh, economy. So hard landing, recessionary scenario. And then the, the, the Fed doesn't do anything to start with, a high, the Fed continues to tell us that they hold on to a high for long, um, high for long uh, rate message. Uh, 
um, then you have a more jittery market environment, equity market context. And in that context, the dollar could actually do better. Uh, that's for me the biggest risk early in the year in particular, um, that we could see the dollar doing better uh, if, if that happens. Um, and there's another possibility where you could see the dollar recovering. And that's something where, that's a context where you see the US economy uh, actually doing better than expected uh, and uh, high for long uh, Fed rate message is validated by the data uh, very much as we had earlier in the year. And that means that the dollar rally, but it's more of a yield driven rally uh, as opposed to um, risk off driven rally, which a sharper downturn in the economy uh, could could condition. So for me, these are the two scenarios that, you know, could kind of derail the dollar negative view, in particular early in the year. Uh, and, and certainly this is something that we're going to have to be very alert to and, and monitoring the data uh, with that respect. Um, and of course, the, 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 the ideal scenario, if you believe that, you know, the dollar continues to weaken from here is a scenario where you got soft landing, risk on uh, and, and a weaker dollar. And that's very much what we've seen uh, in Q4, or, or in, sorry, in late Q4. Uh, so but the bottom line here is that um, the extent of the weaker dollar view uh, will be a function of, I think, of the scale of the US economy, um, recession or soft landing. And, and I also feel that growth growth will be more of a driver than inflation in 2024. Um, if you believe that inflation has peaked already, which we do, and then you start to contemplate the outlook for rate cuts and the timing on rate cuts, and the market is very um, ahead of, of the Fed in terms of what the Fed is telling us. Uh, so then what eventually happens will be a function of the real economic indicators. Um, and there is, I think, in my opinion, there's still a lot of macro uncertainty as to what the market is expecting uh, for the US economy next year. And, and that's actually very well captured by the consensus that we have on US GDP growth expectations for 2024. I think uh, the most bullish expectation is still at about 3% or 3.1% for US GDP next year versus the most bearish uh, at just 0.2%. So that I think these large discrepancies in, expect in expectations capture this kind of uncertainty as to what kind of a slowdown do we get from the US into 2024. And that will have impact on expectations, on risk appetites, and on how much of a weaker dollar we should expect from here. But this, this theme of macro uncertainty, I think is not just a US story. I think uh, it's also uh, a theme that applies to Europe, but also to Asia. And, you know, early this year, one of the biggest surprise that we had was that we were expecting the, a strong China reopening view. And that was really, a critical assumption, certainly in some of, of the calls in the foreign exchange markets. Uh, and that hasn't happened. You know, the Chinese economy underwhelming um, was one of the key reasons uh, why the dollar actually rallied uh, for most of the year. So 
as we think about 2024, Stephen, what is your view for the China macro story? Thanks, Audrey. Um, unfortunately, China's economy could still face a lot of challenges in 2024. Now, even though would be support from the pass-through of the existing monetary and fiscal stimulus, especially on fiscal, which tend to be more effective, uh, so China basically issued a trillion yuan of special CGB um, these two months, and then they're going to put those money into use early next year. So these money are going to go into infrastructure projects like water conservancy. So we can expect some boost, um, at least for non-property infrastructure investment. So that's positive to growth. But however, as you know, as everybody knows, the property sector is just too important to ignore. So even with that bright spot in the non-property investment, I mean, the property sector will remain as a drag, especially with all the associated debt issue, LGFE issue, is very likely to remain unresolved entering next year. Now, property is about 20% of GDP, so if it continues to underperform, and Bloomberg Economics actually see property investment to drop a further 5 to 10% next year. So you can see uh, whether it's overall investment or GDP growth, it's going to be very soft next year. And the absence of property market recovery will also hurt other sectors. Most importantly, the consumer appetite will be hurt given that the job market is already um, somewhat softening in China. So basically, um, for growth to surprise to the upside in China, you're going to need the private sector to step up. The confidence remains very fragile, whether it's investment, whether it's FDI, whether it's equity or bond investment, it's still very fragile and it takes time for overseas investors to really um, vote uh, for China. Now, meanwhile, external demand also likely to soften further uh, because like Bloomberg Economics, they see the world to slow further next year. So China's exports also feel the pressure and the trade surplus could narrow further. So all in all, uh, just to uh, end with a number, Bloomberg Economics, they forecast a China growth of only 4.5% next year. So slowing from an already low 5.6% forecast for this year. So um, yeah, things look quite worrisome entering next year. So what question, you, you said Bloom, you talked about the, the forecast. Um, what's the general market narrative for China this year versus what we were saying a year ago? I think uh, it's basically a wake-up call for China. As you have mentioned, the like, market was very optimistic about China's reopening. I mean, like to some extent, it did support the economy. So that's why we are seeing over 5% growth. It's still better, but it's just not as good as what market expects, especially after the concern about the property sector unfold. It's just obvious that there are a lot of weak spots in China's economy. So obviously, more policy will be needed next year. I mean, data um, could surprise to the upside once those stimulus fit through. But the thing is that it's the most unlikely outcome is a very strong China, all in all. So this is not the year to rely on China growth to revive global risk appetite. I suppose that's the main conclusion to take uh, at this point. That's correct, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so in terms of implication uh, for dollar yuan, I mean, this year we never went as high as 750 uh, and you know we we have a, a general I mean, general outlook which is one for weaker dollar into 2024 so how does it all combine uh, for, for for your views on where we go from here on dollar yuan yeah, actually, it's, I think it's even more unlikely that we're going to see 750 next year. Because if you look at the price action uh, from last year to this year, so this year we are never, ever, ever even reached 
the high, whether it's dollar CNY or dollar CNX, we're not as high as last year. So this year, even though um, there are a lot of disappointment about China's data and all that, but it's still like um, dollar China still remain lower than last year. I think partly or basically like majority of the reason it's because of a somewhat um, less strong dollar. I wouldn't say weaker dollar, but it's a less strong dollar this year, meaning that it's not just dollar China, but a lot of the dollar Asian pairs actually couldn't reach the high of last year. So that's why I'm preventing dollar China to, to form an other new high if we talk about the offshore rate. But going forward for next year, so obviously it's even harder to ink a strong dollar. Like you, you've laid out some scenarios where the dollar could be strong, but you can see that like at least most of the other parts of paths also point to a weaker dollar. So next year, it's very likely that we're gonna see dollar Asia, dollar China to end lower, and hence, I think it's gonna it's gonna be better in that sense for dollar China. But we have to we have to understand that it's probably more a dollar story if dollar China ends lower, not because of a better China. Because if you look at the drivers, the currency drivers for China, actually there's very little reason to be optimistic. Now the structural driver for the yuan remains quite negative for the currency. It's not something new. It's already there this year. So earlier this year, actually market didn't talk about it that much, but whether from the perspective of a narrower trade surplus or tourism outflow normalization, these are all the factors that actually hurts the yuan, regardless of what the, how the dollar performs. And these factors will remain next year. Again, however China performs. So that's why we, we think that there are very little reason, at least on the China side of the equation, that the CNY can really do strong. So if we get a broad dollar drop, then of course dollar China will end lower, probably even beyond seven, below seven. But then for CNY itself, it could still underperform other Asian currencies. So actually that takes us nicely to the next question, which I had, which, you know, if you look at um, Asia effects in general and beyond the yuan, which currency would you think, you know, are your top the pick for, for 24? And which currency do you feel look a little bit more exposed next year? Next year, I actually have a very similar view and pick compared to this year. So, it, of course, it depends on the broad dollar movement. Like, if the dollar stays strong, stay resilient, then, of course, our favorite ones, just like this year, are the high yielders. So, namely, um, the, the Indonesian rupiah, Indian rupee, and the Philippine peso. So, these could outperform. And then the, the other group that could outperform during a dollar resilience scenario, it's uh, the two safe havens. So, the Hong Kong dollar, which is packed to the US dollar, and the Singapore dollar, which basically runs uh, FX basket strategy so that benefits from a strong dollar as well so these are the ones that could perform well so if entering next year if you see the fast sort of pushback market and signals higher for longer and dollar rebounds then these are the currencies that could outperform and the underperformers again will be the northeast asian currencies so china taiwan and south korean one could all underperform now on conversely when we enter ent entering later next year if we see a more sustainable dollar decline then of course we just pick the other side we pick basically um the the high beta uh, lower yielders so south korean one will be my top pick and then taiwan dollar and then Thai baht again is also one of the currency that we like because um, once dollar drops is usually outperforms and also the most important factor for Thai baht it's really that tourism normalization so this year we are seeing a tourism inflow normalizing still not that much at not as high as before the pandemic but it's still normalizing it's still getting well this year uh, for the first 10 months we are seeing over 20 million tourist inflow next year probably will push for 30 but before the pandemic we had 40 million tourist inflow and that supports the currency so that's why Thai baht will probably be our pick as well entering next year 
But otherwise, as I talk about the CNY, there are just so many uncertainties about the macro. If you want to bet for a weaker dollar, so these are the other Asian currencies that you want to go for. Okay, thank you very much for your insights on, on Asia FX and on the CNY. And so this concludes our podcast for today. I hope you found it interesting. If you want to discuss anything that we covered uh, on today's podcast, uh, please reach out to Stephen or to myself on the terminal. Thank you for listening in. And until next time, goodbye.